0: Isn't that an amazing story? And you know what, let me tell you, here at Springs, it's not hard for us to find those stories. I don't want you thinking, oh, every once in a while we hear those miracles. Those praise reports come streaming in every week and it's just, wow, God, look at what happens when someone chooses to believe the word over the world right? We're not denying what the world is finding, the report that they're bringing to you. All right, this is what the evidence is saying in the physical, but we are not denying that there's something greater than what the physical shows us, than what a doctor might say, than what you might feel in your body. No, God is more powerful. God is more wonderful. There is life, there is joy in his presence. And so we get to choose. And I find this so exciting that we get to choose what we're gonna believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life how do we have everlasting life by measuring up by figuring it out by living perfectly by doing all the right things and never cussing and 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 you know you wearing all the right things and and no by Simply believing in Jesus is everlasting life. Amen. And religion would give us a whole big list of, well, look at you and look what you aren't and look what you need to be and look what's, and you just start to go, why even try? It's, religion is not the gospel. (laughs) The gospel goes, for God so loves you that he couldn't stand to be without you, that he sent his son, Jesus, to do what you couldn't do, because he wanted you to live forever with him. He didn't want to be without his family because he loves us. It's as simple as that. And humanity and even our own thoughts, if we let them run amok and we let the world talk to us and the enemy, everything's trying to deceive us, but nothing has the power to unless we yield to other people's thoughts, other people's ideas, what the world's thinking. And we can see where the world's heading. We can see the evidence of what they believe and where it's leading them. The Bible says that the enemy is a deceiver of the brethren. He comes along and all he can do is try to twist the truth, which is what religion's doing a very good job of. But here at Springs, we are on a mission to share God's word with just sincerity and purity and just say, Let's wake up to the most amazing love that is always there for us, that has been there for us since the beginning of time, that doesn't put conditions or requirements or a hard list to achieve. It simply says, will you believe? That's it, not cool. Will you believe? I love that Pastor Ernie came across so confident and calm. And the parents were like, I I don't know if he understands the report that we received. But you know, Pastor Ernie has traveled through many things of his own where he's spoken the word over his life. And he knew, he knew that God's evidence is much stronger. You believe in that evidence, you build your life on him and his word and you watch. And you get excited the more you do it. And the more you understand that when I believe on him, I speak differently, I think differently. It brings me an eternal perspective. When I open up my heart, like we sang today, let every heart prepare him room when I give him full room of my heart, it's amazing how he can lead me and heal me and guide me and teach me in ways that I was floundering in my own strength before, thinking that I had to figure it out, thinking that I had to get myself together. And, and it's messy. Can anybody attest to that? When you, you try to put pieces together, you try to, you know, make your husband think the same way as you and you get your kids to look at it and you're, and you get exhausted. And and, and when you Met with the revelation that Eden, you're not called to do this life in your own strength. You're not called to figure it all out and get an A plus and 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 show everyone just how good you are at everything. You're just called to believe on Him, to believe on the One who loves you and made a way for you to have everlasting life. And in John, in Matthew, Joseph was betrothed to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and uh, having a hard time dealing with the fact that his fiance was expecting when he knew they'd never been together and he was like, what is going on? Having some pretty human thoughts that all of us would be having going, do I got to call this off? What are people going to think? How are we going to handle this? And the angel appeared to him and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name. Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Amen. He knew we were messy and he came to save us from ourselves. I just say, thank you, Lord, because I've been in moments where I'm like, look at the mess I made. Oh, Eden, what are you going to learn? We've all been there, right? Where we have those moments where we're like, look at the mess. And God goes, I sent my son to save you from that. So Quit believing in your abilities. Quit believing that you have to have it all figured out and just come believe on me, Eden, and see what we can do together. And that is the message of the good news. That is the gospel, that he came to save his people from their sins. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through a prophet saying, behold, The virgin shall be with child and bear a son, capital S, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translates God with us. And I pray this revelation will minister to you today because what I believe the word is showing us is that God couldn't stand the idea of being without you. That's some kind of love. I don't even love myself or I, I, I can't even fathom that kind of love for me, that, that he loved me so much that he could not fathom an eternity without me because he's my dad and I'm his kid. And he sent his son in human form, knowing the messes we make, he became one of us. I don't know that I'd do that if I were God. Like you look at the history of the Old Testament and the excuses and the complaints and the children of Israel building idols in the middle of God. I think if I saw God part an enormous sea, that'd be it for me. I'd be like, yeah, no, I ain't serving anybody else, but they did because we're humans. And we get stuck in our own thinking that we think we know better and we, and, and we have a mess that we need to be saved from. And so he took care of it. So thank you, Lord, that we don't have to stay in our messes, that we've been saved by our savior and that he decided, I want to be with them. He gave Adam and Eve, our, our original plan was to be with him, but you can't control someone you love. And so he gave us, that beautiful gift of free will and Adam and Eve were deceived and brought a whole mess of things to the earth. But as we can see throughout the Old Testament and even in my own life, I've begun to realize I was never meant to do this on my own. Have some of you come to that realization? Like, wow, like I can't do this by myself. And the beautiful news is, the good news is that you're not expected to, you're not called to. And when we find that rest, God says there's a rest in believing on him. There isn't a striving. There isn't a perfecting. There isn't a, okay, what do I got to do next? That there is this beautiful by the power of his grace. (laughs) Thank the Lord for grace that we just get to enjoy the gift if we choose to believe on him. But we need a revelation that he loves you. He loves you. He's always loved you. He always will love you. The whole message of God's word comes out of love. Everything in the Old Testament, every story, every person he came to, every prophecy, when you look at it through the lens of love, you begin to understand it in a whole new light. If you look at the Old Testament through religion, you won't get it. But when you look at the, the beginning of time till now, you see a father who is relentlessly pursuing his children to bring them back home, that he came down to be one of us, to lift, up, to lift us up, to be in his family again. And I just go, wow, thank you, Jesus. And that's all our heart needs to say. Thank you, Jesus. I, yep, I'm his kid. I'm going to stay with him because he did everything to stay with me even knowing that I might not choose him. He loved me so much. He loves you so much that Emmanuel, God with us, he's never left us. Never even when adam and eve made the choice they did all throughout the old testament you see him coming to man and trying to reveal himself and calling to the greatness that he made them to be and explaining his plans and and some people just complained and gave excuse after excuse and you know they didn't get to have his spirit inside of them and what we have today is far greater than the old testament it's god with us god in us And I just say, thank you, Jesus. And if we keep this revelation close to our heart, if we guard our heart with all diligence, because in knowing him, it's the most important thing, (laughs) knowing that he's with me, that the enemy wants to steal that. The enemy wants you to get caught up in knowing all the other things and making you feel like you lack something. But the word says that those who know God, they lack no good thing. Those who love God, those who keep company with him, those who seek him and pursue him with all of their heart, make room for him with all of their heart. And then he fills your heart with all of his goodness and you lack no good thing because the very spirit of God, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you as a believer. So your spirit is perfect, but your mind and your body, there you know, jury's out on them. (laughs) And uh, when you wake up to this and you realize I have the power to choose what I think, to choose how I feel. And when these thoughts present themselves and these feelings present themselves, they are opportunities for my spirit to tell my mind and my body what we believe. No, we don't believe that. We believe the word of the Lord. We believe the report of the Lord. And there is this diligence and this preaching at yourself, which is what Daniel's parents were doing by putting the word on their mirror, on sticky notes. You could put that on your car. Thank God for sticky notes. Like you could put reminders all over wherever you need them. And you remind yourself of the word because you need to hide his word in your heart. The word says, right? You need to learn it to know it. And as you learn it, the Holy Spirit brings back to remembrance what you need in the moment you need it because why? He loves you and He's with you. And He never wants to leave you and He never wants to forsake you. I just think, Lord, you are so good to us. And when you partner with Him and you allow Him to be all that He can be, when you know the truth, when you receive that truth, it sets you free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. You are free in Christ. But what happens is we get caught up in all the other things we think we know, or or we think we know best, right? Like for all the overachievers and the people pleasers in the room, I think we've all probably encountered it at some point in our life. And you just get frustrated and you realize there's gotta be more to life than this. And there is, and when you get that revelation that it's not me against the world and me trying to convince everyone, it's just me and God, it's just me and God. I just need to believe on him and let him guide me by his word. I need to take his word as truth. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar, which means it's my responsibility for my heart. It's your responsibility for your heart to find out the truth in his word and to believe it, to receive it. Even if I don't know how, I go, yep. I'm going to believe that because God said it. So I don't need to know how he's going to work all things together for my good, but he promises me he will. So that's where I'm going to live. You know, we get caught up in the hows and the whys, and what is he going to do? What are we doing? We're trying to put ourselves in his position, aren't we? Well, but okay, God, you tell me everything I'm going to say, and then I'll go to tell them. I love how in scripture you see people that he would try to, come on, come do this with me. They'd be like, well, what am I going to say? And he's like, I'll fill your mouth when you get there. And like, that's a bit nerve wracking. Like, but wait, what? Can you just tell me right now so I can prepare myself? We would talk ourselves out of like what God has planned for us and the the magnitude, it requires him. It requires his spirit in us, living through us, prompting us, loving us, ministering to us, correcting us, coaching us. We need him. And so if all you're trying to do is understand it in your strength and then once you understand it in your knowledge, okay, then I'll go do what you, what I feel like you're calling me to do. It's, it's a lot more complicated than just, I believe you, Lord. I believe and I'm going to walk in the way that I feel you're prompting me to go. And I'm going to trust that when I'm there, you're going to fill my mouth with the right words to say. And I'm not going to worry because why? You are with me. You are with me. And when you continue to remind yourself of that beautiful truth, you begin to live in a different way. You begin to see things differently. And that is the way that we have been designed to live but we get to choose how we live. And I wanna live in the way that brings the most fruit. I wanna live in a way that, that causes my kids to live an even greater way than I did. Every generation should stand on the shoulders of the next. And I wanna get my mistakes and ways that I edified myself out of the way. And I wanna teach my kids, look what mommy got wrong, but God's mercy, it's everlasting. And He doesn't hold our our sins against us. He doesn't hold our mistakes. He goes, come on, daughter, get up. Just listen to my voice. You don't have to do this alone. I'm with you, I'm with you. And one of the best revelations that I received in my heart is that everything that God calls you to in the word, everything that He tells you to do, He's with you in it. So He's not calling you to do anything in your own strength, in your own understanding, in your own power. When He says, do not fear, do not worry for I'm with you. The only way you can do it is if you acknowledge that he's with you and that you believe on him. So it's like the best gift in the world when he says, be bold, be strong. Why? For the Lord your God is with you. So what he's calling you to, he is empowering you to do it, right? And when we read the word that way, it just throws religion out the door. It gets rid of all the things that have held us back and we decide no more. I'm letting God be true in my marriage. I'm letting God be true in my finances. Even if I get it wrong, even if I need to apologize to someone, to God be the glory, because he's going to show me how to have a marriage that goes beyond anything I thought I could do in my own strength. He's going to show me how to build a business that glorifies him and helps people. and, And the only way I can do it is knowing he's with me, he's with me, and I'm bringing it to him and I'm seeking. To know him because everlasting life we talked about in John 3.16, it's not just about heaven, it's not just about eternity with God. When Jesus defined what eternal life was in John 17, 3, he said, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. So this life on earth is about knowing him. It's about seeking the relationship with your Father God because he's with you. But how many know you can be with someone in the room and not be with them? We've all done it to a loved one, a friend, usually not intentionally. We just get caught up with something else we think we need to know or we need to do. And we just kind of get caught and they're like, hello. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, sorry. And if I had to like write a test that my life depended on, I would not remember what they said, <laughs> right? Like you literally lost it. and you're like, I'm so sorry, can you say that again? And thankfully, God's so gracious, love never gives up, right? 1 Corinthians 13, love never gives up. Love bears all things, believes all things. It's patient, it's kind, it keeps no record of wrong. Can someone say amen? (laughs) The God that loves us keeps no record of wrongs, which can be hard for our heart to conceive because people do, and people remind us of our wrongs all the time. What do we need to do? We need to bring that to God and go, Lord, you know me. You love me. You're You're gonna teach me. You're gonna guide me. I just need to know you, and you'll show me what I need to do. And he will, and we need to let that fear of man and that people pleasing just fall away. And I have found the only way to do that is to keep my eyes on God. And the things I used to fear, the things I used to worry about, the things I used to stress about, I laugh at them now. I'm not perfect, but I've gotten stronger and better at it. I don't fall as much into that because I just, I'm like, Lord, I just wanna know you. That that, that just seems so much simpler to me than me trying to figure it all out in my own strength Lord, thank you that that's how you called that, that you you made a way when I could never make a way. Thank you, Jesus, that you were the sacrifice that I could never be. And thank you that when I believe on you, all things are possible. And I just need to keep my confidence in you, Lord. Not in myself. You don't praise the masterpiece. We praise the maker, right? Like we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but we don't get wrapped up in ourselves. We realize that who we are is because of him. The goodness in us, the strength in us, it's actually his strength in us. It's actually his beauty in us because we're made in his image and likeness. So when you get things straight, it makes things so much easier. It's like a burden gets lifted off your shoulders that all I need to do is know him. All I need to do is know him. And as I do that, It's like, almost like you're oblivious to a lot of things going around you. You're just like the things that used to just stop me and trip me up. I don't even see them anymore because all I see is him and all I let myself see is his word. And you get those sticky notes around you and you get it on your wallpaper, on your phone. You get it reminding you on your alarm. There's so many ways to keep the word in front of you and on your heart and and out of your mouth. And as you do Your confidence in who he is and in who he made you to be rises because you're spending time with the one who knows everything, the one who loves you more than everything, the one who gave you everything for life and godliness. So don't let yourself think that you lack anything. You lack it when you focus on yourself. (laughs) Oh yeah, I hit rock bottom when I focus on me doing it in my strength. But when I go, Lord, not I, but Christ in me. I want you to live through me because that's gonna be the greatest testimony to my husband, to my kids, to my office place, to no matter where I go. Oh, I'm so glad I get to say, no, not I, but Christ. And, and that's the testimony. That's the, the joy um, is in serving him and in knowing him. And I'm so grateful that we're called to a relationship and not a list of duties, not a, not a way to try to get ourselves to be right for him. We're just simply his child, a dream, a thought in his heart. In, in Jeremiah, he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Which means that before you ever came to be, you started out as a dream in the heart of Father God. That is some kind of love that God looked at you and said, I need one of you on earth. You're cool. I like you. I like the way you think. I like the gifts I've put in you. And he dreamt of you and he thought of you. And then he said, now I want to be with you. Will you let me be with you? I'm going to show you how to live the best life you know that I know that you can do if you trust me and you follow me, even in this broken world, even in this world that Adam and Eve gave away to the enemy, God redeemed it and said that he can work all things together for our good. And I just think he probably laughs in Satan's face every time we bring something to God that we don't know how to fix, that we're not sure how to do. God goes, yes, I can make something good of this. We think it's a mess, but for God, it's an opportunity to show his glory over your life. And I've found there's times I've kept that mess to myself far too long. Trying to, oh, I gotta figure this out. I gotta, yeah, I gotta show God that I can take care of this and I can, and God's like, hello, (laughs) I'm with you (laughs) everywhere you go and I knew you before I formed you so I kinda know how you tick and I know how to teach you in a way that'll make you go, oh, I get it. You know when someone gets you and and they say it in a way or they understand something you share, there's like this amazing like aha moment between the two of you you're like, it's like the best feeling in the world and that's what you have with God 24 seven. 24-7, 24-7, he knows you so well, but you need to get to know him. And he hides nothing from you. And as you know him, you begin to bask in his love, in his joy, in his presence, as you begin to follow who he says you are. Here's the thing. Religion would have you focus on behavior modification, that there's things you need to change. There's things you need to do. Where John three sixteen does it say that? No. What does it say? Those who believe in Jesus what well, happens when you believe something? When you believe something and you make a decision, it changes you, doesn't it? When you decide to believe something, you don't have to modify your behavior. Your spouse kind of goes, what's gotten into you? You're talking different. You're you're not, you know, eating the same way you used to eat. And it's like, well, I'm starting to believe something different in this area. So it's like, the lie is there's all these things you need to change, which keeps you away <laughs> from just, being in a beautiful relationship with God. As you try to fix everything, what are you doing? You're focusing on yourself, your efforts. But if you focus on him and his love and his word, it's like it happens effortlessly. I love dad's teachings on grace. Grace is the power to change. It's the gift of God. And as you put your faith in God, his grace transforms you. And in fact, I have a verse for you on it. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of God, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. Does it say, but we all in our striving and in our perfecting of ourselves and in trying to just be all things to all people? No, it says, but we all with unveiled face, being completely vulnerable, holding nothing back from God, because there's no reason to hide anything. He knows everything. So that's a deception to think you can't show him all the ugly parts and the things you're not proud of or the things that have happened to you. He goes, just look at me, child. Just keep your eyes on me. And as you do, as you seek to know me, and as you seek to just thank me and love me and you're gonna be transformed from the inside out. And I just say, thank you, Jesus. Like we really got the better end of the deal. (laughs) At least that's what I think. God's gotta have a lot of patience with us. He's the one who chose to love us. And I just say, thank you, Lord. But we got the end of the deal that goes, all you gotta do is believe. I don't even like calling it a deal, but you know what I mean? Like, There's no reason we can't succeed. There's no reason we can't walk in freedom and life and joy if we can just get over ourselves. If we can just get over all the excuses, all the reasons why it won't work, all the reasons why, well, God healed Daniel, but he won't heal me. That's not what my Bible says. So you go ahead and believe what you want to believe. But I pray, I challenge you today to take your beliefs to the one who knows you, to the one who's given you everything. And what would happen? if every single believer in Springs Church just decided no matter what, come hell or high water, no matter report of the doctor, no matter what I feel, no matter what I see, no matter what people say around me, I believe God in all things. Imagine what would happen if we got out of our way and just trusted him, right? And it's Daniel eleven thirty-two says that the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. So what God calls you to do in his word, he knows he can call you to it because he's with you. So teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) You need to see yourself on a team with Father God, because just as much as you need him, he needs you. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We have the authority, but we have to open our mouths. We have to speak to our babies every morning like Daniel's parents. We, when we have an understanding of who we are in God, when we have an understanding of who he made us to be, it changes what we say. It changes what we expect. It changes how we see things. And that is the power of God's word. It begins to put you in a whole different perspective as you get brave enough to just surrender all the things you thought you knew, all the mistakes you thought you made. There is no shame and condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And let me, when you are in shame, when you are feeling condemnation, who are you focusing on? You. That one set me free. I'm like, but... I'm not gonna get anywhere feeling bad or feeling sorry or having, having a pity party. I'm just being selfish. If I get to the real bottom of it, I'm just being prideful. And I love what David said in Psalm 100 verses three to five. This is really the key. Know that the Lord, he is God. And it is he who has made us, not we ourselves. I find it interesting that even a thousand years ago, David had <laughs> to remind people, hey, you guys didn't make yourselves. <laughs> Quit acting like you're God. So this is an issue that humanity has had for a very long time. If you look at Old Testament, us left to our own devices tend to worship ourselves or worship our feelings or our thoughts. We, worship just means we put them above God. We, 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 we idolize something else other than the truth, which is He made me. And so David is trying to make things really clear for us and for God's people at the time. He said, just know, know that God made you, give him the credit and live your life that way, that God made me and he's with me and he's for me. He'll never be against me. And he wants to teach me all things, it says in John. That means God does not play hide and seek. And I know you've heard me say that a lot lately, but we need to bring him everything and just say, Lord, what do you think about this? What, you know, so-and-so said this to me and it's just not sitting right. God, I'm just gonna leave it with you. I'm just gonna pray that you're gonna bring me the right information, maybe a person, a relationship, maybe a message that I listen to. And you just stay open to hearing from him, but you give it to him in everything. Just give it to him. And he knows how to deal with deal with it. He knows how to teach you how to walk through it. But it takes a heart that surrendered and goes, not I, but you, God. And then you can give him all the glory because there's no way you could have figured that out in your own strength or your own efforts, but you get to enjoy it. You get to walk out that exciting journey with him And that's why we just come back and go, God, you're amazing. Like you really do love me. And when we live there, that's what we're called to. We're called to live in the knowing of our God, getting to know who he is and letting him love us. He goes on to say that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Amen. We don't always act like that. I don't, I've not always acted like I'm God's people and I'm his sheep. But when you make the decision, yeah, I'm God's child and I'm only eating from his pasture, which basically just means, let God be true and every man a liar. In everything, I go to his word. And it might not always be what I want to hear. Forgive quickly. Forgive as I have forgiven you. <laughs> Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Shoot. You know, like, hey, we're all normal people. We have fleshly desires and we go to the word and we go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. No, you can't do that. But with God, you can because people who know their God are strong. All right, Lord, I don't know if I can do this, but you say that I can. You know me better than I know myself and you're with me. So this is going to have to be your strength in me. And I'll listen. I'll do it because I just trust that your way is the best way. And no one's promising me what you promised me. And no one's done for me what you do for me. Right? And when we can just minister to ourselves and preach to ourselves a little bit like this, it cuts through the noise. It cut. The, then the word says that. It'll divide. And I love when it does that. I love when the word just comes in and goes. Whoa. Oh, that's simple. Like it just. But we make it mucky. We make it like we just don't cooperate. Let's be honest, right? Teamwork makes the dream work. So we have to cooperate and participate and trust that he loves us so much. He'll never lead us astray. He'll never ask us to do something that would hurt us. He will never tell us to do something that would lead in destruction. It says that, uh, I don't remember if I shared this one. This is my third time preaching this today. Um, Galatians 6 says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. This law of sowing and reaping has been around since the creation. Genesis says, as long as the earth is here, there will be sowing and reaping. So this is a beautiful principle of God that no matter what you sow, you'll reap. And I know that many of you Um, understand what I'm saying when I said, oh, when I tried it in my own efforts and whatever, I could tell I wasn't meant to do this. That's sowing to the flesh. When you sow to the flesh, when you sow to what feels right, when you sow to, yeah, that makes the most sense. I'll think I'll do that. And you don't bring it to God and go, no, Lord, you created this world. You are good. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. You love me. You gave your son. You've completed everything you've ever started you you never grow te- tired or weary the word says so go to bed and let God take care of it while you sleep <laughs> there's no reason for insomnia there's no reason for stress and worry if you let your heart receive the fact that God loves me he's with me he's not going anywhere and all I have to do is keep believing that keep trusting that and at every moment where something comes to tell me that something's greater I go no Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You just get that word out your mouth and you'll find out that it's life and it's power. You won't know until you taste it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And I do believe that that taste has to do with what you're saying. Speak his word, speak his power, because it's the only thing that has life. And as you're speaking it, you're tasting. And as you're speaking it, you'll begin to see because your faith is now in work. You're you're putting your faith and going, I believe this. So I'm speaking this and I'm not going to let anybody else tell me any different. Amen. And then it ends by saying, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. How do we remind ourselves that he's with me? How do we stay with him? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. When you let the revelation of who he is, of how much he loves you, of what he's done for you, you can't help but say thank you. When you receive the revelation that every good and perfect thing is from him, you'll look at the mountains and go, God, thank you for the Rocky Mountains. Anytime I see something or enjoy something, I thank God. And even in the days where I feel like I have nothing to thank or nothing's making me smile, I force myself to go, what can I be thankful for in this very moment? And it's incredible how it shifts the atmosphere of my heart, of my expectation, because my mind will wander, but my spirit knows what's what. Because I've given my heart to God. And when you're a believer and you give your heart to God, you can choose this as much as you need to in the hard times, in the beautiful times. You can let God be true and you can see him transform anything you'll give him. But you gotta be a team. You gotta show up for your part, but it's really a rest. It's it's amazing. It's amazing how he makes this work together for our good. And all we can really do is say thank you. When you get a revelation, all you wanna do is go, Praise you, God. Like, you are definitely God. Like, wow. Like, look at what you had to endure all through the Old Testament, and you never gave up on us. And look at how you sent your son, and look how I get to spend eternity with you, and I have a mansion in heaven, and wow, God. And like, you can literally thank yourself happy because it's joy in his presence, his fullness of joy. And so, I encourage you as we close today to stay with him as he is with you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. But if you want just a transformation, a revelation that he's with me, that in the morning when I wake up, that that when I go to work, when I'm in a meeting, he's with me and I can be talking to him all throughout the day. I don't need to shove him into five minutes in the morning or five minutes at night. He's with me all the time. And so I can just talk to him in a meeting. I can just pray when I go to the bathroom and just commit something to him. If, you know, whatever you're doing, you can just Talk to him about it because he wants to be there for you. He's committed to you transforming into the image of his son more than you are. He's just 100% all in, all in, all the time. And even though we waver, he's always there for us. And that goodness, that love, it endures, that mercy endures. His truth it, it will never lead us astray. And so I pray that this message just ministered to you today and that there's always more to learn with God. Just when you think you might know his love, you turn a corner, you read a new verse, you you hear a new perspective from one of the pastors here and you go, whoa, I never thought about it that way before. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why we encourage you guys to talk during our messages. You totally can say, amen. Do you wanna know what amen means? So be it. You're basically saying that's mine. <laughs> so, amen. Thank you, Jesus, is a way of tasting it. Claim it. Speak it and say, yeah, that's mine. And uh, and just taste and see. Watch how good God is as you thank him for every good thing. You could thank him for a glass of cold water. Literally, everything good comes back to him. And it's amazing how he does that. Would you bow your heads? God, we just thank you for Your goodness, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We thank you that we are your children, that you knew us before we ever were in the womb of our mother, that every good gift is from you, God. And God, we're praising you today and we're thanking you. And Lord, I thank you that seed has been sown today in people's hearts and God, it's gonna reap a beautiful harvest in their lives. We thank you that you're always with us, that you never leave us. And for those who don't know you today, that they're being drawn closer, If you're here in the room with every head still bowed, if you want to know him, the beginning of the journey is whosoever believes on Jesus has everlasting life. And in in Romans, it says, when you believe in your heart and then you speak with your mouth, yes, Jesus died for me. God, I want you in my life. There's no special way to say it, but you believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth that that's God's invitation to come and fill your spirit with his full life and joy. And it's how we start that journey with Jesus. If that's you today, we'd love to pray that prayer with you. And with no one looking around but me, so I know who I'm praying with, would you just raise your hand and just say, I want, I want to start that relationship with God. Thank you. Anyone else? so awesome god loves you so much let's pray this prayer together dear god i thank you that you sent your son i believe that jesus died for me and that you love me i don't want my ways i choose yours and i'm going to follow you in jesus name amen and amen Amen. Can we congratulate those who prayed that prayer?